0: Laugh at this next part. In a world of political correctness and cancel culture, two comedians have risen up to prove that with the right angle, anything can be funny. This is You Can't Laugh at That.
1: Who likes these? Uh We
2: should have this person locked up and
0: looked at. Live from Golden Ox Studios in Cleveland, Ohio, it's Steve Merz and David Horning on this week's episode. Be honest.
3: I feel like a lot of people aren't that broke or aren't that poor and they don't want to admit it because it's very embarrassing. But people make it work for them. Like, I, I love Megan Gailey's stuff and I think people really like her stuff and it's only because she's so honest about not being poor. She never grew up poor. And there's you can still be funny and be in a position of power. Advice is so hard to give. And then I hear somebody else give it and I'm like... it. You make it look easy. That's good advice. Whenever I give it, I'm like, I don't know. Try throwing bones at the wall, and where they (laughs) fall will tell you where you should take the bit. (laughs) I think.
0: We'll make that that the quote graphic for this episode. (laughs) Hey, this is David from You Can't Laugh at That. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and if you've found value in any of the episodes or if you've laughed even once, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash you can't laugh pod. Now, these conversations we have with all these awesome comedians typically last about two hours. So there's so much footage we have to cut from every single episode and we hate that we have to cut it and we don't want it to disappear into the ether which is why we edit it together into exclusive clips. Some episodes, they're 15 minutes, a half hour of extra footage. Other episodes, it's a little bit shorter. Either way, if you enjoy listening to You Can't Laugh at That, join our Patreon for exclusive access. And thanks for listening to our podcast and supporting comedy, because no matter how weird times get, remember that you can laugh at that welcome to you can't laugh at that the podcast where we take topics you can't laugh at and we find ways to laugh at them in the never-ending quest to prove that anything can be funny steve merz is funny and he is uh he's joining us in this episode my loyal and faithful and lovely co-host steve what's going on with you man
2: Eh, yeah yeah it's
0: monday yeah, just another day. Cool. Good answer. And uh, that's Steve's contribution to the entire podcast. But who I'm we'll really be. funny, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so funny. You gotta stop opening every set with that. I'm telling you. <laughs> I nobody likes that. the guy. No,
2: that's how you get in, give yourself an uphill battle and put weights on the bat. Right. I guess
0: I guess if you want to challenge yourself. Yeah. No, you gotta should. win this and audience. Also back. make yourself mad for that night and every night you do it. So <laughs> Speaking of uh, never having to win their audience back, uh, we have Carmen Lagala
3: <laughs> Oh, thank I said you. Said it
0: right, right? I, I usually ask, but
3: oh, I don't even know how you said it, but everything is correct. There's okay, no wrong cool. answer with my last name in particular. You can't screw it up.
0: I was talking about your first name. I
3: oh. <laughs> Carman. I'm like, yeah, it sounds right.
0: Carmen. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for joining us. And, Thank uh, you for having me. Where, where are you from originally?
3: Just Vermont.
0: I did know that because they yeah. said that. Like, so, Yeah. Anyway. Um,
3: the cold north. Vermont. They, no, no one calls it that. but
0: <laughs> Someone <it's>, just did.
3: <laughs> yeah. The old cold north. You know that state slogan yeah. that we have.
0: Everybody knows it. Uh, Everybody Bernie knows Sanders it. talks about it all the time. <laughs> he, was, he was. Bernie in Bis- put us
3: on the map. No one knew that Vermont was a state until Bernie, until Everybody the mittens <laughs> meme this week.
0: It's like it's yeah. just New York and uh, Canada, right? That's that's the <laughs> yeah. order of things. There's some other mm-hmm. puzzle pieces. Who is it mm-hmm. that has the? I think it might be Jim Gaffigan that has the bit where uh, he's like the people who drew the map of the United States started from the west and then had to jam the last few states <laughs> in the corner. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, was good anyway. like uh, he's,
3: he's so controversial
0: yeah right oof always <laughs> always always crossing those lines and i'm very happy with his contribution to twitter this year though i will say
3: oh yeah right oh it I is
0: controversial it. <laughs> <laughs> stick to comedy <laughs> speaking of sticking to comedy how long have you been doing it
3: i i'm in my 11th year mm So I think, yeah.
0: All of it in New York?
3: No. And in fact, I had my first, I want to say five, four and a half years in Vermont. Mm -hmm. And those were wildly different from here, you know, because I'd be like, oh, look at me getting up twice a month. I'm such a (laughs) Uh go-getter.
0: So that's (laughs) just, yeah, there was nothing. nothing. That's the scene? Yeah.
3: yeah. This was a real slow start where I was like, I think I'm killing it. And then you move <laughs> to New York and you're. they're like, are you getting up on 10 mics tonight or are you a loser? And you're like, I guess I'm doing, he's going to be sad 10 times. I'll mm-hmm. do it. I
2: yeah. would love to do that. Oh my God.
3: 10 th- times a night.
2: Yeah. We think three is a lot here. Four is a lot here. Three is so. great.
3: Four is, four is great. Those mm-hmm. are all great.
0: Yeah.
3: Some people do worse with more. I think I'm one of them, mm-hmm. but I do need to have like a lot. Otherwise I get rusty.
0: So like. let's say you do, Ten mics a night, or you know, whatever the the
1: mm-hmm.
0: typical number is. Do you do the same uh, bit over and over, and just kind of like perfect it that way, just through repetition?
3: Uh, I actually, I that was too much hyperbole, and I regret saying ten. uh yeah.
0: <laughs> like four yeah. or five, whatever. I that would mean, be, that'd multiple. be multiple. Yeah, yeah.
3: You would also have to be very popular too, because so people would have to put you in the first group or put you mm-hmm. up when they saw you. So that I don't think I ever did more than like maybe six a night but that would be pushing it too um what i do? yes yeah you try to like rewrite it a little bit if it's mm. the same people then i would do something different
0: yeah yeah that's that's fair <laughs> that's, yeah just listen to it on the train i get self-conscious
3: between. if i if i am being disciplined yeah it's hard. I don't know. I, I like to write it down, write down like any, like my notebook looks crazy. Like you wouldn't be able to decipher it. You wouldn't know it was a comedy notebook. Cause I'll write like a word and then a couple words beneath it that just help me get into whatever remind me of what I'm talking about. But I don't really, Yeah. I can't write word for word. I've seen notebooks like that and I, they blow my mind. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, this is very funny. And you wrote it out word for word. That's, <laughs> what if somebody finds it and doesn't right. laugh? I don't know. What I don't know. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah.
0: Does that help you with like connecting things faster? Or just like one word that makes me think of this. and That makes me think of this. And that takes me here. Like, is that one way that you? Um, I'll write it?
3: down well, however many words I need to remember the punchline. I'll write down whatever the things that I think are funny mm-hmm. underneath it. And then however I get there is I like it to be a surprise, which Ooh. is not a great way to build a career, I don't think. I think I should spend more time on it and actually get the wording down. But I like to be surprised, otherwise I get bored. I get so bored. If I tell a joke exactly the same way as before, part of my spirit dies and I, you can tell when I'm mm-hmm. performing it. People are like, ugh <laughs> I mean
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, this joke, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Dave yeah. sees me do Preparing this all for the, the time. I said, well, Kind of take us through that. Like, how did that, how did prepping for that go? For a late night? Yeah. Uh,
3: It was torture for me. It was, yeah, it was a lot of the same over and over and over and over again. And I have a very hard time remembering things if I'm put on the spot. So I was like, oh, I can't screw this up. I can't get to that stage and then freeze because that's something that I would do. So I had to over prepare and it just, it killed the bits for me. Mm -hmm. But I also performed at least one of the bits on that late night set. I had never told that way before. I just kind of was just like, I don't know. We'll see. Because I I don't remember how it went. I haven't told the... I told... I kept changing it too, just a little bit. It was a dark time for me. I was also just not very mentally healthy during that time in my life. So it was... uh, I think it was just like a lot of things stacked on top of each other. I think if I did something like that now, I would be fine. But at the time, I was in a dark place and very depressed and also trying to figure out how to do this Herculean task. If you ask for help, people hate your ass so much because they're, you know, they're not doing TV. Even if they've done TV, they don't want to help you because they're mad at you for getting the thing. Uh, wow. Oh, it's, it's torture. I don't know. You can't complain <laughs> about it because they're like, oh, what are you complaining about being on TV? It's like, yes, <laughs> it sucks. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. it's it's not like a fun process maybe it is for people but
0: right hi i'm a human i uh (laughs) i hurt too yeah (laughs) that's i I mean i get it there's even even when i don't want to be like if i see people on a show and i don't even want to be on that show i'm like (laughs) i want to why are they on that show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even. There's just that built-in kind of competitiveness that yeah, I mean, you, sure. you have to have. Yes, yes too. Um, I
3: yeah, I totally get it when people yeah. feel that way.
1: Mm-hmm, it yeah. makes
3: sense. It is shitty to complain about something like that, but it's also like I don't know. <laughs> I didn't like it. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, it's, a v- it's
3: It's not comedy to me. It's not true stand-up.
0: Right. Applause breaks after every joke. <laughs>
3: It's not so dumb. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a benchmark. Like people, you know, look at as mm-hmm. oh, once I get this, then that sets me up for other things. And but it's like the a touch. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You can put that next to your name always. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, there are <laughs> I, there are some comics who like have. The Tonight Show next to their name, and it's like, oh, like you performed with with Jimmy, and they were like, no, Carson, (laughs) Letterman, yeah, Yeah, still riding that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I was on the Craig Kilborn show. I don't like it (laughs) when comedy has
2: too much pressure, like you were, like you might have been alluding to, because uh, it, Mm -hmm. yeah, does. I like the, I like a packed. Small room, like a COVID safe room, yes. you know, like where everybody's in there. No, but yeah. like, you know, pre-COVID, like <laughs> optimal comedy environment. That's perfect. Like uh-huh. a like a big room, not a fucking like amphitheater.
3: The timing is very different too. Yeah. So you have to go a little bit slower. I've always found the, the bigger the audience, the slower you have to go or the more you have to wait
0: <clears throat>
3: in between. I That's prefer it to true. be very, very quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer the intimate audiences. I, I like just it. Just feels like everybody's in on it, and it's just more mm-hmm. fun that way. Just like yeah. a small, mm-hmm. like, like I, I really enjoyed going to the cellar. I used to work at Caroline's when I lived in New York, and it was like, I mean, when it would when it was packed out, it just it felt
1: mm-hmm. so
0: like close together, and and that was yeah. that's a great environment to watch comedy. Yeah, I don't know. That's Are there? Nice I mean, room. obviously, there's no rooms like that now. <laughs> at least I would hope. Yeah. Not.
3: No, yeah, I've gotten used to the outdoor laughter.
0: Yeah, you can sort of mm-hmm. hear
3: it, and it's in the distance, and you're like, oh, "I'm crashing." I think I don't know.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like think I'm going to be spooked if I go back inside and I hear the cacophony and it's bouncing off the walls.
0: Yeah, I like I that. I word. That'll make
3: me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> c- c- cacoph- cacophonous. I don't
0: know. <laughs>
3: I've only so, seen it spelled. I don't know how to say it.
0: I spent way too many years of my life calling it a debacle. Uh, and not debacle <laughs> that's so naive of you
3: yeah <laughs> let's make a, a biopic about it yeah Yeah.
0: oh I've said that
3: <laughs> it should be biopic I think it sounds better
0: yeah I'm still not sure the first time I saw Segway written out I was like so it's not like the scooter Seg. <laughs> sig- uh, sig- sig. what's a Seg Segway sig- <laughs> sig- <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I figured we should probably introduce uh, who we're talking to right now. I mean, we did say your name, but everybody's like, all right, cool. Who's this person? Uh, and she has done uh, The Late Show with Colbert back in 2018, as well as being part of the New York Comedy Festival, as well as a bunch of other comedy festivals, Brooklyn, Bridgetown, Rogue Island. Rogue Island. It's Rogueway, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> rouge that's one of the things that gets me too when people misspell rogue to rouge (laughs) that's just dyslexia at that point that was another episode today our topic is being poor which you know you gotta be able to laugh because i've been there i assume uh, the two of you have uh, similar experiences yeah yeah.
2: Uh, when I was younger, my parents are better off now. But they, uh, when I was like in seventh grade, I would come to I would come to school wearing a lot of the same clothes and get yep. made fun of for that. So that was fun. I like loathe telling people where I'm from because it's got this stereotype. And It's like you realize like poor people live everywhere, right? Yeah. And I can't right. say that I've ever lived in a very like des- It was never destitute, but mm-hmm. it's a favela. It's, yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <Right>? yeah,
0: favela. <laughs> he said favela. I love that. Yeah, that is. <laughs> And it's not Favola, but it is is one of the better words out there. Yeah, just this year, I mean, we've all been experiencing it on some level, especially like working comics, people in the arts, people in the service industry. It's been a tough year. And uh, a lot of times it's hard to be able to laugh at our circumstances, especially when we're in the middle of them. And being able to do that, to me, I mean, that's my coping mechanism. I don't know about you guys, but... That's how I deal with shit. It's maybe it's unhealthy. I don't know, but it at least like lets me realize that there's more to it than the situation itself. Do you guys ever have that
3: unhealthy to laugh about being poor?
0: I mean, I don't know if it's mentally great being able to let like being able to laugh at it as a stepping stone is like, that's, that's my eventual go-to move. But at first I'm just like, Oh, let me, let me be self depreciating for a minute. Deprecating. Yeah. That one was yeah. a real faux pas. Man. That was a real Fox yeah. pass, David. Fox pass.
3: Stop it. I kind of like it being depreciating. Something yeah. Depreciating. I depreciate yeah. my own
0: value with <laughs> <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, did I, did I mean to say it that way as part of the joke? No. The answer is no. They
2: Whatever. say money doesn't buy you happiness, but that's bullshit. Um, and I'm not going to go um, into a yeah, bit because sure. I sound like Daniel Tosh right now. Yeah. but like, uh <laughs> No wave runner <laughs> joke, but I think they just mean the excess money that you don't need will not bring you extra mm-hmm. happiness. Mm-hmm. But I, Agreed. when when you guys might know, like occasionally if you get a lot more extra money, then you're like, wow, I'm a lot happier now because I'm just not like freaking out. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think
0: that's, a, I don't think that's a accurate statement.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's the excess that's, and also it's the accruing of wealth as a me as as an end to a means like that's not the point it's, it's like what do you do with that money and uh in some cases you know i've spent it on the wrong things but in other cases like i've invested in stuff to create more well i don't know i just feel like the narrative of it is is misconstrued like having money be a goal okay then what
3: yeah that's weird to me those people are so weird to me i can't relate to finance bro
2: you know I what was no a idea. breakthrough? There was I had a breakthrough one year, and it kind of turned me into a socialist, right? So I was watching MTV Cribs, and there was a Swedish pop artist, and she she showed everyone her apartment in Sweden, and she was like really popular in Sweden, and she just lived in this tiny ass apartment. But I was like, you know what? Yeah, what's wrong with that? I just want to be happy. I just want to be like
0: comfortable. I don't. I'm not trying to like yeah. live in excess. The media has built up wealth. In a way where it's like, if you don't have it, you shouldn't be happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of humor to be found in that.
3: It's like uh, whenever I order something online and uh, as soon as I click the button to get it and then the period of waiting until I get it is the happiest I'll be. <laughs> as soon as I have it, I don't give a shit anymore.
0: Yeah, that's a good so point. So I don't there's... know why
3: people... Yeah, next day shipping doesn't make any sense to me. Give it like three weeks you're gonna it's gonna be the greatest anticipation three weeks of your
0: life right why would I want to buy American when I can wait a month for it from China
3: exactly and then you get it and you're like you forgot that you got yourself a treat and you're like oh my god cool socks surprise (laughs) it's great
0: surprise yourself that way actually there's mm-hmm. uh there have been studies that that show that the anticipation of an event or like getting something or mm-hmm. the anticipation of an experience like putting something on the calendar that you're looking forward to has the same effects mm-hmm. as, as actually experiencing that event yep so, little little fun fact there so <laughs> every, every i'm just thing- gonna start
3: putting fake stuff on my calendar <laughs> just be like yes. meeting with beyonce pretty mm-hmm. pretty soon it's coming up
0: Right. And then you could just be like, oh, she no showed again. But at least I (laughs)
3: had
0: the benefits of looking forward to it. (laughs) So there's no rich
3: people having fun and and like giving all their money away. People give away big chunks of the money, but I want to see somebody give away everything and just go Mm -hmm. back and see if they can make it up from there again. I don't know. That'd be kind (laughs) of cool.
0: Right. Right. I watch that. (laughs) It's <laughs> a show? Yeah. It, all right, all right, come on. It, <laughs> we live in 2021. Everything's going to be documented.
3: Everything's a show.
0: Carmen, like to you, what, what made you uh, get into comedy first and foremost?
1: Mm. I
3: don't know. I always liked it. I liked watching it. I liked comedies. And then... I was too chicken to I knew about it being a thing in late high school but then I was too chicken to try it until I was maybe like 25 I I mean I would have panic attacks if I raised my hand in class so it took me a while to get around to the idea of speaking in front of people without killing myself like it would have been I can uh, even now I still have panic attacks on stage so I guess I never really got over it. Yet. You know, they're like, oh, just keep doing it until you get over it. And I never did. I still freak out sometimes. It happened to me so. two weeks ago. Yeah, fun, it's, huh? <laughs> it's a thing
2: where, you're, like, you're on stage and you're just, like... I think part of it was because Edible was hitting. But uh, I was Oh, on stage.
3: my God, yeah.
2: I was on stage and I uh, just, like, I'll feel my heart pounding. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, great. I'm, like, super nervous right now. Even though mm-hmm. I didn't f- sort of, like, mentally feel that way. I just, like... I just hadn't gone on stage in months. And I yeah. just... I had to like feed that like I I you know. So yeah, that was ugh. yes. So I feel like Bill Hader. So weird. I feel yeah. like Bill Hader before I go on uh he used to talk about his anxiety and stuff like how he before he would go out and do a character on SNL, mm-hmm. he would have like panic mm-hmm. attacks and that's me to a T like that 300 yeah. 400 person show, I like was freaking out before I went on stage. Um and that's been like sporadic throughout the last eight years doing comedy so
3: yay yeah I know right you both (laughs) (laughs) so fun
2: yeah Yeah. luckily most of the time I'm fine so it's
3: yeah that's why I still do
2: it because if it wasn't that way why would I still be doing it like right you know
3: no warning though you'll just I sometimes it's in the middle of a set and it starts to happen and I'm like now (laughs) okay (laughs) just the stakes are not even there there's no reason for it to be happening yeah sometimes i'll yeah if i drink coffee too close to it i'm like maybe Hmm. that was it or something i try to trace it back but a lot of times it's
0: just like who
3: fucking knows
0: so (laughs) what happens when it's happening on stage like what do you do
3: uh i keep going my bits get very i become a little bit more monotone i guess i like the act out stop i just kind of Tell the jokes. I don't think you can tell. It just seems like I'm just being a very dry comic on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't breathe. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> like, uh. I'll be
3: getting like a half half of the lung capacity that I need. But you still you can't tell. You can't. I'm not like <gasps> you know. Um, yeah. I've been told that you cannot tell at all. But I uh, I don't know. I feel it the whole time, and then you're just like, hopefully this stops, and it doesn't. And then you get off stage.
0: I have more questions for people who don't get nervous. Like what? Yeah. At the very least, like, are you a sociopath? Like what is wrong yeah. with you? There's, okay. there's are just lying. Yeah.
3: Trust it. Do they not care? Yeah. You know, you wonder. you're like, do you just not care about comedy?
2: Yeah, I so don't what know. Like gotta you like care too much. Or at least your anxiety is always caring about all these minute things that don't really matter.
1: Mm-hmm
0: weird that happens is there like a do you give yourself like a mental pep talk before do you like get in your own head or how do you prep to get on stage and like work through those nerves
1: uh
3: i look through i guess the less prepared i am the more likely i am to have a panic attack so if i have a plan Mm -hmm. of action then it's better but it's hard to have one because it's like the bits change order every single set if i'm working
1: Mm.
3: (sighs) i don't know maybe i should spend more time keeping it a little bit more consistent but it's hard because it's so boring I just want to change everything all the time I want to put a new bit in and it's like where do I put it it's this topic but that topic goes there and I can't do it as my first joke it's kind of stuff like that so I get anxious if I have to try a new bit that might be like a dicey topic also, I'm painting my nails right now. I did say I was going. To <laughs> yeah,
0: you did. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that's a nice meaning Podcast Podcasts are the
3: perfect time. Yeah. It's perfect because yeah. it takes two hours to dry. It's a long podcast. It's perfect. Yeah.
2: For years, people thought I was just a monotone comic. Like that's how I love to tell <laughs> jokes. Like yeah. Dave sees it. Dave, whenever you see me monotone, that's not me just not caring. That's literally me just being super fucking nervous and just not being comfortable in front of a group of people. Yeah. Like it's so weird. Like, I don't know. Is it, it's I got, weird that
3: I like that you have the same, that yours comes out the same way as mine. <laughs> I'm yeah. like excited and by it. I'm like, yay.
2: <laughs> I just kind of leaned into it and like, I just would have monotone and they would work too because you yeah. just kinda, you, it works because people yeah. are like, oh, they're doing the thing with the whatever. And, uh, and then over the years I got way more comfortable on stage, started doing even better. And it was like fun, more fun than <laughs> it wasn't just a thing that I wanted to conquer. Uh, And um, and now it's every once in a while. Yeah. I'm still Mm -hmm. monotone.
0: I mean, we raised these mental stakes. I do. I do the same thing. Uh, If you watch, I'm, I'm, I'm going to post my video from 50 first jokes. And like, I got so in my head and it's, you just tell one joke like your first joke of the year But
3: in front of fifty fucking peers who are going to judge you, and it's a brand new joke—that's a nightmare. Yeah, there's
0: no. Yeah, I mean, but also there's no stakes. Like, if it's not a good joke, what are they going to do? Banish me? (laughs) It's not. (laughs) You know, they've all been in your shoes, right? (laughs) Right, exactly. And they're all naked, right, David? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, they have more clothes on. I'm like, isn't yeah. oh, so it silly that they're all wearing their coats inside?" Double and, mask. That makes me comfortable. <laughs> yeah, double mask. <laughs> I I don't know what it is, but why am I like I'm a very demonstrative performer when I'm on stage? I'm like I rant, I like, you know, I I get animated and but when I'm nervous, it just comes out like my voice, the tone of my voice changes and mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I don't get it. Like I know it doesn't matter. None of this matters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No. <laughs> like no. <laughs> That's that's, that's my good. mental process before I get on stage. And I start feeling the anxiety build up. I'm like, "Oh, no, this doesn't mean a thing. Like yep. they're going to forget about this set in 5 minutes." The, if they're the even irony, listening.
2: The irony is the anxiety is the only thing that's going
0: to actually fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like I right. Don't know. It's that fight or flight. I've learned that when I, like when I get out of my head and I actually like lean into that energy and use it and turn it from like being stressed out and nervous and Mm -hmm. and like transfer it into like more performative energy that those are some of my best sets.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So it's, yeah, there's really no telling like how it's going to work or or what's going to happen. It's one of life's biggest mysteries. That's
3: part of the fun. If we knew what was going to happen, it would, I don't know, maybe we'd all quit and be like, this is too predictable.
0: Yeah, nobody, what would the point, like, there's no point. Yeah. Half of the the rush is not knowing if this new bit is going to work or if, like, this new tag that I added is going to make the joke better or make it worse. Mm -hmm. You don't know until you do it even if you do it at home and you're like that and you make yourself laugh and you're like, this is the best thing I've ever written. I can't w- I'm going to record my set tonight. And like, I'm going to post it on so because there's no way this is going to bomb. And then
3: okay. those crazy. are the ones that it's- bomb the most. You're yeah. like, what did I, what? Oh, yeah. what a heartbreak.
0: It's, it's it's I think it's the overthinking of it too. Cause with like, once you, if you write a good joke and you just keep telling yourself it's a good joke, Mm-hmm. It's like not, it doesn't feel authentic anymore. Sounds right. Let's talk about your bit. Um, I watched two very, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is going to be <laughs> your favorite part. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I, I picked a, a shorter part of it. We're not going to watch like the whole thing. We're just going to watch like the end, uh, the, the restaurant part.
3: Okay. That's my favorite part. Yeah.
0: How did this come about? Like when, how did the, just the conception of the bit? Let's play the bit and uh, let's talk about it a little bit after that. Okay. <laughs> we, we already had our conversation about anxiety, so it's fine. Yep. Hmm. We're all we're all in the same boat together.
3: Oh my god, that shirt looks like an asshole. They made me wear that. I didn't I did not choose the outfit. I want to make that very clear. Really? Wow. Yes. Because there was a bit that they cut that they wanted to have me have sleeveless shirt on for. I don't wear sleeveless. I wore this shirt and the pants and the shoes for this show and the show only because the booker was like, you're going to be on like a very nice stage. I want you to look nice. And I was like, I don't know what that means, man. I wear sweatshirts. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't feel comfortable wearing a dress. So we, this, I hate this. (laughs) That's that's important. Nobody can, people aren't, people are listening instead of watching, but just know that, whew.
0: Ugly. This will, this screen grab will be what we put on the... Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> okay, so people will know. It's no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> do uh, it, I don't care.
0: <laughs> well, now that you have you gave us permission, it's not going to be as fun. <laughs> All right. All right, Jeremy, take it away.
3: I take the train because it's cheap. I am very broke. I have one friend who has a ton of money, and she's not giving me it. <laughs> Which I think it's rude, and... She'll still invite me out to eat like I can keep up with her. Do you ever get to a restaurant and realize you can't afford it immediately? Yeah, there were accent marks in the name of the restaurant. It's like, yeah, I don't have accents, restaurant money. I have misspelled word punctuation for no reason, money. I regularly eat at a place where the sign in the window just says C-H-K apostrophe N. I'm like, yeah, I can afford chicken. (laughs) <laughs> I was underdressed for this restaurant. I had on a tank top, a sweatshirt, and another sweatshirt on over it, like a turducken of failure.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: The fancy lady said, "May I take your coat?" I was like, "You can take my outer sweatshirt. <laughs> Feed it to your horses." <laughs> I tried not to spend any money, so I got one appetizer, and it was $60, minus the 12 toilet paper rolls I stole from their bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, I needed new sheets,
1: so.
3: (laughs) I'm just mad because they give you a giant platter, and then they put the tiniest amount of food possible on it. I ordered the lamb, and the portion of lamb was so small that that lamb is fine. (laughs) I just found the one guy not laughing.
1: (laughs) It is still
3: frolicking in the meadow. It's like, did you want more from me? Or should I? They're like, get out of here. You're free. We love you. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. This was, it was inspired by a, a time I went out to eat with uh, a friend of mine, Autumn Spencer. I don't think I've ever actually, did I, I don't know if I even told her that it was about her. I think I did. Uh, she wouldn't care. Uh, okay. She's, she, and she's not even, she's not a rich person, but f- uh, t- the fact that we were going to this place was like, it blew my mind. I was at a place I would never, ever, ever go by myself. Uh, she was just in the city treating herself and, uh, yeah, it was, a, I can't remember the name of the, I used to use the real name of the restaurant and then I stopped using it and then it, you're not allowed to say it on air anyway. So I don't even remember what I said. It doesn't matter. Uh, and then I just kept writing around that. I don't think anything in it was exactly real. You know, I don't think I ordered the lamb. Uh, like stuff, like, like little details like that. I think we're all just kind of fabricated later. I didn't steal the toilet paper from that restroom, but I've stolen toilet paper from a number of restrooms, you know? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, kind of like an amalgamation of a bunch of different ideas of experiences,
0: I guess. I take those creative liberties. It, yeah. A lot of times the story is way worse if you tell it exactly how it happened. Oh, for sure.
3: Yeah.
0: So I'd be terrible in court. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, I, I thought you said it was your brother.
3: <laughs> yeah, comics would be the worst. Yeah. But like, yeah, but it's not as funny if it's my brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? It's got to be me. I, <laughs> yeah. I
3: did it. Even,
2: I'm not even yeah, dating her anymore.
0: <laughs> but you have the line about your friend that, uh, your, your rich friend who isn't mm-hmm. giving you any money. Like, that's a great <laughs> introduction <laughs> to the bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of. Lays out your point of view from the jump. So every joke from there kind of picks up off of that. And then uh, the accent in the in the name of the restaurant. First of all, mm-hmm. you know when you're going to a pretentious restaurant based on the name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The one, the single word restaurants yeah. where it's just like, taste.
3: Jouge. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? Yeah.
0: It's
3: just a bunch of J's. Exactly. Small yeah. side note. I
2: pronounced sure. Vladimir Putin. I pronounce it Putin. <laughs> I pronounce it Putin now. Like Vladimir he's a French Putin. chef. <laughs> Putin. Vladimir Poutin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With Jacques Pepin. <laughs> Sorry. What were we saying? Something about accents. Uh, Vladimir Putin.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm so original. There's an umlaut
2: in it. That's, that's okay. That's just nice home German cooking. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's, other than that, but... There's a... a the, yeah. yeah and Yeah. just a nice Mexican, Mexican, Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Entirely mm-hmm. reasonable. But when you start doing the... Accenté Yeah. It's just <laughs> French. We're just saying it's French. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> there's a strange. lot of pressure for them to make good food. It's
0: not even fr- it's French. It's French-inspired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, Yeah. We we have one dish that's like confit. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Full disclosure: I've worked at a at a place like that uh, where they had Me too. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh so, yeah. I,
3: yeah. I've worked in these places. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I eat there.
0: <laughs> right. I get. I get whatever scraps they eat yeah. for staff meal.
3: <laughs> whatever the, you don't eat when you eat there. I take that, and I've I've eaten off of people's plates before.
0: Pre-COVID, no, yeah, <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. You're a psychopath yeah. if you do it now. Yep. Before we called it the bust-up buffet.
2: People are like, you shouldn't do that. And it's like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna eat that. They didn't touch this little yeah. fucking tart but yeah. <laughs> from their dessert that they. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's not like it's a bit bitten out of. Unless that's what you do. I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Depends I on how attractive.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. What basis yeah, is that? Judge,
3: you judge the people at the table, you decide if they aren't eating it for a specific reason, like sneezing or like a kid touching it, or if they just are doing so well that they don't need to finish an entire portion of untouched food. And then you eat right.
0: that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like a, a sandwich cut in half cleanly and they only yeah. ate one half yeah. of the sandwich, and they leave the exactly. other half. Like there's a code. Exactly. Unless it's far enough away from the parts where they didn't. <laughs>
3: On the opposite side. <laughs> Unless they took a bite and they were like, It's too rare. And they're like, you asked for it rare and then I yeah. sometimes eat those too.
0: <laughs> too bad your steak is overcooked. Looks like mm-hmm. we're gonna have to throw it out.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, In my
0: stomach. Just <laughs> power move, go to the table uh, still chewing their food after you clear it. <laughs> you guys have any room for dessert? <laughs> Just so, eat the
2: food off the table when you're clearing it around everyone that's yeah, eating.
3: As you're clearing, just pull
0: up a chair. <laughs> yeah. It's like, listen, all of my money's going towards rent. I have ramen in the in the in, yeah. in the cupboard at home. <laughs> I got to indulge a little bit. That's that's another thing too. You can uh, you can take those like thirty three cent ramen noodle packs and then like add some vegetables or something to it and be like, i to do fancy. That's what I do all the
3: time. I yeah. did that last night.
0: <laughs> work around like.
3: <laughs> you add scallions, kale and uh, tofu and then you got yourself a fancy ramen meal. Mm.
0: little soft boiled egg. hmm
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: A buddy of mine, comic out of Detroit did like a, a cross country tour. And on his Instagram, he like the very first day showed a giant, bag full of just beans and yeah. then and then he just eat the beans like raw out of the can in the car on the uh-huh. way you know wherever and it's like man need like camp out next to a, mm-hmm. a mountain <laughs> and like with a bonfire let's really live on the land uh so <laughs> yeah so this man. restaurant totally out of totally out of uh <laughs> so you go in and uh you know that they check the coat or whatever uh
3: Ugh, always uncomfortable
0: right why does somebody
3: work there to take your coat or whatever menial task it is like they're a servant creepy don't like it
0: yeah i'll keep my coat i'll just drape it around the back of my chair is it really that big of a deal
3: that that's what i ended up doing they did have a coat thing and i just kept my i was like i have i have to have it (laughs) just put it on my shitty coat (laughs) on the back
0: of my chair this (laughs) yeah a turducken of failure Mm -hmm. yes that is such a good line
3: I was proud of that. That was something I, I knew I needed to say, but I didn't have a bit for it. That's yeah, maybe the okay. first and only time that's happened where I was just like, I need to say this and I don't know where it's going to go in a set. And then I found a place for it. And I was so happy.
0: Yeah. That was my next question. Like, what, <laughs> how did you connect the two, the, the layers with in? But
3: I, I think I was just, yeah, had that phrase in my head already and was just kind of brainstorming poor people shit. And I was like, oh, or broke people shit. I always, I was very careful not to say poor on air. Cause I was like, I feel like I'm broke, you know, mm. not, I mean, I've always, I guess I've always been broke,
0: but yeah.
3: it's also like, I'm living, I'm fine. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going hungry at night or anything right. like that. So I feel like there's a distinction.
0: Right. No, there is. Um, uh, maybe that should be the, the episode being broke because I feel like mm. uh, Dave Chappelle has, but actually I sent over the clip. Uh, to Jeremy, uh, if you want to pull that up, um, Dave Chappelle is a bit off of his
3: mm.
0: his most recent special.
3: Oh, broke versus poor? Doesn't yeah. he, he talks about? It, doesn't he? Yeah. I must
2: not think I'm poor because the thing is, when David brought up the poverty thing, I was I kept thinking of upbringing when I hear poor. You know what sure, I mean? Sure. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I, you know, it wasn't ro- like it wasn't like really bad, but it wasn't really good either. And right. depending on the, the year, but I was like, oh, David just means like, grow it like in my 20s. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've been broke as fuck like my whole life. Yeah, that yeah. has been. Yeah.
0: The verbiage is a big difference, too, because nobody says, oh, I grew up broke, but they will say oh, I grew up poor. Mm. There's Right. Yeah. that's And true. then and then it's the other way around. If you refer to it in present tense, like mm-hmm. you're more likely to say, oh, I'm broke versus oh, I'm poor. It's real interesting.
2: I think we have a mentality like, oh, it's not always going to be like this.
0: Right.
3: Yes, that's the American trick, I would say. It's not the dream, it's the trick. Mm -hmm. All right,
0: Jeremy.
2: I thought I grew up poor, but as it turns out, my parents were just really cheap.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they just told you. They just told you they were poor. (laughs) I want that. Sorry, we can't afford it.
2: We can't afford these things. And then I was like, (laughs) because we're poor, and I thought we were poor, and then, as I got older, I realized my parents are just the
4: cheapest motherfuckers I've ever met.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the American awesome. trick.
4: If, if you're in a group that I made fun of, then just know that I probably will only make fun of you if I see myself in you. I make fun of poor white people because I was once poor. And I know that the only difference between a poor black person and a poor white person is that a poor white person feels like it's not supposed to be happening to them. (laughs) Everything else is the same. I know what it's like to have a cold house. I wasn't allowed to touch the thermostat growing up without asking my father. And he said, just don't think about how cold you are, David. And I said this, I didn't say it to him, but I said it in front of him so he could hear it. I said, I hate being poor. And my dad got really upset. He didn't scream or howl. that wasn't his way. He just threw his newspaper on the floor and he said, David, 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 you are not poor. He said, Poor is a mentality. He said it's a mentality that very few people ever recover from. Don't you forget it, son. You are broke. said these are just financial circumstances that I hope to overcome one day very soon. And I said, well dad, whatever you want to call this, uh it's wildly uncomfortable.
0: He's so good. Hot take Dave Chappelle's a good comedian. He wasn't
2: he wasn't like that in his earlier year or I should say like twenty years ago or fifteen years ago. He he had a different style you know it's mm-hmm. similar but but now he tells the the like let me let me tell you a story like kind of a
3: yeah he slowed down mm-hmm. and uh yeah paces his bits quite differently
0: again it's like a mindset thing too you know he, he has all these new life experiences that he's drawing from and new perspectives and and new mm-hmm. points of view on the world you know he, he already had the delivery now he just has the wisdom to measure everything Um,
3: yeah let comics uh evolve too and kind of you don't see that very often usually people are like this isn't the way that they were exactly the way that i want them to be 20 years ago it's like of course not because that would be psychotic for somebody to be the same person they were 20 years ago right
0: right i like his old stuff better cool listen to his old stuff like yeah (laughs) that's fine that's there for you (laughs) there are other (laughs) comics that are similar to his old stuff listen to them too true you know that's His whole framing of that joke is the mindset between poor and broke. Okay. And that's what I've heard that before, you know, before he came up with that special that poor is a mindset, like broke is just a temporary state of being, or or as he said, uh, financial circumstances.
3: Mm. I was thinking of it more as like broke is like, you can be rich and broke. I don't know. No, I don't know. And I don't know how to say it because whatever is the non-offensive one, I'm that. I don't know, you know, because sometimes (laughs) if you say you're poor, people are like, you don't know poor. And it's like, of course, there are scales of it. Duh. And there are people who are like, actually, I don't know, you know, because you get annoyed when somebody who's more well off says that they're poor and they describe all this stuff and you're like, fuck off. What are you talking about?
0: You're just bragging in a really weird way.
3: Yeah. We need more words for it. There need to be more words that you can say, I'm sclamp, and then everyone knows that you (laughs) like are fine and you're yeah, you have enough money, but you your room is a closet with no windows, you know? (laughs) Something
2: I'm just sitting here like sclamp. (laughs) I keep (laughs) repeating. It
0: sounds like a
3: word. (laughs) It does. How, how are we spelling it? Let's spell it in a way that people will mispronounce it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> S-C-H-L-A-M-P. <laughs>
3: yes. Yeah. Like champ, uh It's. lamp. Spaz-
0: <laughs> <Schlump. laughs> no accents. None of, yeah. none of that. Did you have thermostat parents?
3: Yeah. I was nodding when he said that. I, I was just remembering my cold, cold house.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, but we kept it because it's Vermont. It's fucking freezing. My mom mm. would keep it at 69 and I had no fat on my body for a really long time and that was she's just like put on some more sweater it might have even been 69 sounds great now that i'm thinking about it but i must no, is that bad that's probably bad i don't like anything below 75
0: really is that what you keep your your place at
3: Oh, there's no, we don't know how oh, the yeah. heat works here. It's just on. <laughs> yeah. We have to keep a window open because it's the the old spirally clanky ones mm-hmm. that were designed to, so that you could keep a window open during the first uh, pandemic. Mm. I just right. learned that. So cool. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Wow. What a bookend.
3: <laughs> I know. Mm. Like, Did you know this? I'm like, shut the fuck. Everything's connected.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Incredible.
0: Yeah, I remember my apartment in New York. It got so hot in the winter. Mm-hmm. We would have to open a window. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Jeez. let's just say it's seventy-five. Yes. But sixty-nine is like the perfect temperature, not because oh, of you know, juvenile thirteen-year-old boy reasons, but because <laughs> it, like that's what my house is set at. I yeah. set my house to four hundred twenty degrees. I'm making pizza. <laughs> 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 just open the oven. Yeah. <laughs> Actually we had to do that.
2: I do that here. Whenever I like cook something, uh, because we pay for our gas here and my windows are like leaky. Uh so mm-hmm. I gotta like whenever I cook something, I just leave it cracked because I'm like, I'm just saving some yeah. money. I'm not gonna like trap that heat in there, that precious heat. You know?
0: <laughs> that gassy gold. Gassy but, gold. Uh... Gassy
1: gold. <laughs> I
3: was picturing like a nice cloud of sparkly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> liquid gold, ga- I don't know, but yeah, those pre-war buildings were crazy. I remember our landlord didn't turn on the heat until like midway through December the first year we lived there, because the, I don't know they were trying <laughs> yeah, to we're save at the on. Yeah, we didn't have to pay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I
3: don't really? Think we had to
0: pay for that's gas. Nice. We paid for like electric and Wi-Fi and garbage. I don't know. I, don't, I think gas was taken care of, so mm-hmm. they didn't turn it on. So we we opened the oven. It was like just bring in the guy to shovel the coal into the furnace.
3: Now, <laughs> yeah, space heaters are a lot more popular in those mm-hmm. kinds of places. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know mm-hmm. who turns on and off the heat. I agree with them, so yeah. that's nice. You
0: know? <laughs> Send them a letter, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: They also you're like doing it, what more. You're doing? yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: you can't laugh at that. The lamb dish, um. <laughs> you know, we've all, we've all had that experience just like the thermostat in Chappelle's joke. Like we, we all have experience with a the thermostat either with a parent or with our own like circumstance. So mm-hmm. we've all seen the, the tiny portions on the, mm-hmm. you know, on the fancy restaurant dishes, whether we've experienced mm-hmm. it firsthand and been like, Oh, that's what $15 got me. Or mm-hmm. every 90s sitcom had an episode mm-hmm. where somebody got a dish that was tiny and they were like, what is this? yeah um,
2: that's so, jerry so. seinfeld
1: <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: i did have a funny take on that but i today when we were talking about it i realized i'm like oh yeah that is a hack premise but also the way the where i took it was unique so i just got to remember what it was but yeah it's well, but, me very conscious of it what premise Oh, the premise, like, oh, look how tiny these portions of food are. Mm-hmm. But that's, I'm not like, hey, what's with that? It's not that, I don't want to prep <laughs> it like that. Hey, it, but it has to do with that topic, so. <laughs> what's
3: up with that? Why? <laughs> that's the whole bit. Isn't that <laughs> yeah. crazy?
2: That's my punchline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Next joke. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're supposed to eat they've, it after, when you take <laughs> the plate away.
0: They've reframed it, too. I mean, now, now it's tapas. Yes. Ah, yeah. Right now, now yeah. it's a small plate well, restaurant, so they just <laughs> yeah. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I think part of the problem was they gave you such a small portion on a big plate. It's all yes. about the framing. Oh,
3: yeah. And there's there's more all to all the, the yeah. This bit I was just as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I took out so much of it. I had like a longer part where, um, yeah, I described the plate. I mean, there are parts I had to take out for obvious reasons. Like I think I had like balsamic jizz droplets. I say that at some point. <laughs> Cause they're trying to like fancy it up. They had like a little sprig of mint and I asked yeah. to take it home in one version of the joke and like use it as a corsage, I think, or I feed it to the horse again. I don't remember. <laughs> there was a lot of, a lot are of versions of this joke.
2: Yeah. Chew it up and use it as toothpaste.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. But then people are like, you got spinach in your teeth. And they're like, that's just my toothpaste.
0: Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you Can't Laugh at That is brought to you by Water Cooler Comedy. Now, for too long, we've been asking the question, should work be focused on work or fun? But Mark Twain once said that work and play are two words used to describe the same thing under different circumstances. So my point is that we're asking the wrong question instead of asking, should work be be work or fun, the question should be how can we make work fun? Whether it's a keynote speech, a half day workshop, a 90 day consulting program, a customized corporate comedy experience for you and your team as you try to figure out how to reboard, how to get back to work after working virtually for a year. Why humor in the workplace? Well, studies have shown that humor builds resilience. It allows us to adapt to problems more quickly, more creatively, and more. Corra- it allows us to adapt to problems more quickly, more creatively, and more. Corra- I can't say collaboratively. <laughs> it allows us to adapt to not being able to say collaboratively correctly. Because not only does laughter make us feel better, it makes us work better too. So why not make work the time and place to laugh? Check out watercoolercomedy.org. You know, when you're broke, you're very resourceful with the resources that you have. Mm-hmm. You make a lot out of nothing, but then when you have a little bit of money, it's very easy just to be like, mm-hmm. I guess I'll have two dinners today. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, Even though, yeah, money on that's coming athlete. out of the next paycheck. Yeah, oh, that—that's where it all DoorDash is. and Grubhub mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uber Eats are the death to my bank account.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've been yeah, good about pand- it lately. Yeah.
3: pandemic has been good for me in that regard. I actually have been saving. It's like I'm not making any money right now, but I am saving so much that it feels like I'm mm-hmm. making money. Where I'm like, I'm not spending a hundred dollars on food anymore because I'm in my house now. I, before I had to be out of my house all day. So I had to eat on the road and I'm not going to make myself something at one in the morning for the next day. It's just not going to happen. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't know you didn't have to spend that much money on food. It's great.
0: Right. <clears throat> for me, it was it was booze coming from a service industry background at the end of the night. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah,
3: it's just free. I booze. guess I'm
0: buying drinks for everybody because <laughs> I don't have the money to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, that mindset, just the reset definitely shifted that, whereas now I'm, like, very mindful of where every dollar's going and, like, keeping track. And there's no blackout moments where I'm, like, $400 at (laughs) the Mexican (laughs) place. Like, I didn't buy that many margaritas.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, for so many people. Yeah, for no reason, too. They didn't deserve it. They didn't earn it. (laughs) It
3: feels so good you drink two and you're like i should pay for everything this is incredible
0: yeah yeah it feels amazing (laughs) i can do this yeah five hundred dollars in my checking account i'll just spend four
2: (laughs) (laughs) after i quit drinking and i uh also started like eating healthier like i stopped eating out so much and then like um yeah like it takes so much time to cook for yourself though because i don't Mm -hmm. just i don't eat boxed food either i just eat like like real food like try to at least occasionally I'll Mm -hmm. like put a frozen pizza in the oven but generally Mm -hmm. I'm trying to like but it takes so much time it's so Mm -hmm. time consuming save a lot of money though for
0: sure anyway I keep bouncing around um the chicken all right so that's that's, real yeah that's a place yeah just like a
3: cardboard sign in a window where chicken is spelled real weird I can't remember there's an You're apostrophe. Probably, There's an apostrophe in it, and I was like, "For what?" Yeah. Is, is CHK apostrophe? Yeah. It's exactly as I say it in the bit. Uh, I think.
2: <laughs> I read the subtitles wrong, or I should say the subtitles were wrong, they, but it was yeah, like, way wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it's is, how is this? Is it, is it spelled K I K apostrophe I N?
3: I think it was C H K apostrophe either I N or just N.
0: Oh okay. I like just the N. Let's let's yeah. get it as let's whittle it down as small yeah. as we can. Yeah. Chicken.
3: And there was plenty of room on the, on the, yeah, it's just great. I was like, that's perfect. Uh, that's where I'm going to eat. It's true. It's great. <laughs> it's always the best chicken too. It's such good chicken. Yeah. And you get like a whole chicken.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Those
2: are good. <laughs> yeah. Like those tiny ones, like those, like, or like a rotisserie
0: chicken or something. Like rotisserie
3: that? chicken. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I get those a lot. I
0: love those. Yeah. yeah. Those are cheap too. I mean, that's, again, yeah. that's like just rotisserie rice chicken, and that. Yeah.
3: Yep. I get rice abichuela and yeah, whole chicken. Delicious. Or and those little fucking, one of those little banana things. Maduros? What are they called? Do you know what I'm talking um, about? They're like sweet bananas. Hmm. They're like plantains, plantains, I believe chopped and then like made sweet. I think they're called Maduros. Okay. Oh,
0: I see. Yeah. Yeah. Those Caribbean markets are great. I spend oh, way less money at some of those produce markets than I do at like grocery stores, yeah, here. yeah,
3: yeah, produce is all over the map,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, you find a place, yeah, like that's that's the secret to living in New York on a budget is you gotta know the the place yes. that has like the best deal, and there are some places where you can haggle them down too. <laughs> which is great
3: i get i'll get like different things at different places i'm like the lettuce here sucks but the pears are good like you yeah, have to like yeah. cobble it yeah. together
0: yeah. <laughs> you just have to like have a map drawn of where you're going mm-hmm. what order mm-hmm. that's the most convenient but exactly. it works i mean like those key foods or and then just hop up get all the box stuff and like the toiletry mm-hmm. stuff and then hop over to all the markets no i love that i miss that so much yeah. Just walking down the street with 70 bags of shit. <laughs> and then you can't open your door. Can't like get the key up. Um
3: mm, ugh. it's the worst part of a day. I hate that feeling.
0: Where are my door, key, like, where
3: are my keys? Have you ever freaked out if you can't find your keys and just thrown everything on the ground? You're like, well, right. fuck everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah this is yeah. whoever wants it. Yeah. <laughs> but no i i do i like the the flourish that you put on chicken too was that intentional <laughs> or did that just
3: did i just say it like chicken like or did i move my hand i don't I...
0: uh i don't remember if you moved your hand i i should Probably have taken not. that note flourish, not. David. i would have been too
3: scared to move Irish. i think i was holding yeah. the mic with both hands like a weirdo yeah. <laughs> they were like do you this want a wireless stand mic? no yeah oh they were like do <laughs> yeah. you want to take it they give you the option of all the different ways they're like do you want a wireless mic do you want a mic in the stand do you want it cordless do you want it corded do you want to take it out of the stand or walk on stage with it there's a lot of options i chose to walk mm-hmm. on stage with a wireless because i was like if you give me wires or a task i will fuck it up I will find yeah. a way. I'll uh-huh. take it out weird and I'll be like, it's a Cord. penis. I'll say like the first thing I ever said on stage ever.
1: Is, <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> uh,
2: it's pronounced flower-ish. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like flower, but it's made out of almonds. Flower-ish.
0: Flower-ish. You cross the line. Yeah. We are just talking about, uh, he has a friend, Jeremy. Yeah. But Who's your friend? Your genius on. friend.
2: Like in the early days of Tinder, she used to go on
4: Tinder dates all the time. Like every night just to have dinner. Like that's how yeah. she would feed herself.
3: Oh my God. Yeah. I have friends like that. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. I have a, yeah, a couple of people who are no, not my philosophy, obviously, but it's I'm like, all right, bold. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can really run into a weirdo, but if it's, mm-hmm. if he takes you to <laughs> paste. <laughs> <Best day. laughs> <laughs> uh that's great yeah dollar pizza too like surprise oh my New god has- that's my
3: favorite i love dollar slice i have a i have a <laughs> i have in my notes app there's a one note app devoted to all of the locations
2: okay um, nice so that if
3: that's i'm in a fantastic. neighborhood i'm like yeah where's the nearest dollar slice so i oh i love dollar slice that's a pro move Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's a lifesaver,
3: mm-hmm.
0: especially if you're like going from show to show.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: Just uh, swoop in and yeah. get three slices of pizza for three bucks.
3: Exactly.
0: Get out of town. That's great. I always,
3: I always tip really heavily. I feel like a boss. I'm like, look at me t- yeah. taking $2. Like yeah, nine, here's a, here's a five. <laughs> yeah.
0: Keep it. Dude. All on a budget. <laughs> the lamb joke. Such a good joke.
3: Thank you. I didn't hate listening a... to it as much as I thought I
0: would. Yeah it was good. Yeah, no I could see I could see you kind of relax partway uh, through. All
3: right this isn't bad. Yeah. Good yeah. God. I haven't watched it in two years and I think I watched it because my niece chased me around the house with it playing on her phone. Said, you you
1: bitch. <laughs>
3: yeah, it'd be weirder if I was like, love watch. I watch this every week
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey mom. do you want to see uh do you remember when i was on do you remember when i was on late night Uh, are
3: you still proud of me oh that would be great
0: 2030 you're like do you remember that yeah (laughs) so that joke though i wish i had a better question than tell me about it but i mean
3: (laughs) i will say it's uh the last line the one um There are two, two more lines. Uh, One of them was written by my friend, Jay Welch. I did the bit and he, he likes to give tags out he's very Mm -hmm. funny. Uh, and he was like, after the toilet paper line, what if you tried saying, uh, I needed new sheets. So that's actually not mine. That is a a Jay Welch tag, Mm -hmm. copyright TM. I'll take tags from people. I like it. I don't mind it at all.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: You do feel if it does better than everything else in the joke, then you feel like shit. But uh, I love taking tags from people. I love giving tags. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's great. We should all be sharing more.
1: Right.
2: Absolutely.
3: Yeah.
2: As long as there's a give and take, I feel like that's entirely everybody's helping each other out. That's like not a Mm -hmm. bad thing. Mm -mm. I just feel like it's got to be like
0: a fair, you know, assessment.
3: Yeah. I don't think I've given given him anything. (laughs) I gotta work on that.
0: (laughs) Just come at him with a hundred tags at once. Yeah. Like, what about yeah. this? Ooh, he, try this for your little skit. Uh, I
3: hate that. Oh, but, yeah, skit.
0: Yeah. Ooh, you should do this in your stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> and then tell a story that's completely unique to them. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's your, yeah. no.
3: And the the last line of it, which is my favorite line of it, the, it was so oh yeah the portion was so small that that lamb is fine that one i never sit down and think about a bit and write that way i try to i don't know it's either worked out kind of on stage or like riffing with somebody or if i'm defending my bit to somebody or i don't know i never sit and like think and write and this one came from that which makes me think that i should do that more often but it's just like that line took eight years to for that to ever work for me. So I'm like, do I have to wait another eight years? I mean, it just seems like a waste of time, is what I'm saying. But that came from a writing style that I did only that one time. Hmm. <laughs> or that only. I vary my writing
0: styles, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that's why it's so hard when somebody asks, like, oh, like, how do you write? Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on what day it is. Depends on the time of day. Depends yeah. on how I'm feeling. Depends on, like what I've been doing it's mm-hmm. it varies there's no set answer is that mm-hmm. kind of how you operate too
3: yeah for sure yeah I try to try different things and then you get other different things out of it and then you figure out which one works the best I think and then I kind of get into a rut doing that a lot so I should probably vary it more but you yeah. know it's like the work smart not hard thing which is true
1: yeah
3: it's I just get, yeah I'll say something or collect something or think of something and then I write it in my phone and then I look at it later and I try to think of more things for it and I say it on stage and then either keep saying it or no. I don't know. This is yeah. so boring. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> I'm like putting favorite... myself to sleep as I talk about it. It's so hard to describe to people though. They don't, <clears throat> I don't know.
2: My, my favorite jokes are always uh, the one my, of mine that are, are the ones that from the types of writing that I do the least Uh, Mm -hmm. because they're the most, they're, they're fun to say, because it's just a little bit outside of my, it, the jokes I do the most, David, what would you say? It's wordplay, right? Yeah. It's mostly based on double meanings of words a lot of the time Mm -hmm. or something like that. But, uh, those ones I hate the most, even though I'd say they're my best jokes as far as strength goes towards an audience, but I just Mm -hmm. hate them because I've done it too much. I've done it to death and I'm Mm -hmm. sick of it. And that's part of the reason I want to completely change how I do comedy.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I
3: love this is like a whole uh I don't know liminal space for you you're you're gonna go to a different direction I love changing it's, styles yeah it's,
2: it's kind of scary though because you know it's at first you gotta like bomb again yeah
3: <laughs> sure
0: You got to bomb a lot yeah <laughs> oh for sure maybe
3: not though maybe you'll find that it suits you better you yeah. Know? You'll, Hopefully, you'll, yeah you'll find it
0: as much as I try not to I mean I do it I you know I'll judge myself based off of an audience's reaction to a set. But mm-hmm. after I do, after I get through that, I realize, Oh, that's not the point of me doing this. It's a new bit. Like I need to work it out. If mm-hmm. I expected it to land the first time, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it. If a bit that I, if every new bit that I wrote landed the first time, every time it, it takes the, it takes yeah. the suspense out of it, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So just this topic, I just want to kind of uh, circle back To that, can I sound like a finance bro in an email? (laughs) Just want to circle back to the. It does sound like that, yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you
3: think the numbers are looking on the Ranchester case? I don't even know what they say. What they—that's law. Definitely the
0: Ranchester case. The accounts.
3: It's so clear. Ranchester account.
0: You go into a job interview and you're like, "So, what do you bring to the table?" Well. If I could circle back to what I said before about the Ranchester case, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: remember uh, Cynthia from, uh, or not Cynthia? What was her name? Angelica. That was the name of her doll, Cynthia, uh, from Rugrats. And like her, yeah. ma- her mom would always be like the Baxter account or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: There, it was always the Baxter account.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: that show was funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. It was ahead of its time. Uh, mm-hmm. Donald Trump in one of his in one of the debates. Biden called him out for something. And his response was, I'm a businessman. I was doing business. And it's like, that almost sounds like what a five-year-old would say <laughs> yes. if you were to ask him what his parents do.
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus. You can have that poor that poor mentality and be an almost billionaire that's in debt and president, was president. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't trust the making money mindset. Those people scare me. And they're not looking to, like, help people with the money, you know? I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely, I, I don't, like don't trust it. Either. No. I'm like, what do you want money for? To feel like you're better than other people? Like, if you get to the root of all of it, it just seems like it's evil. I would only want to be rich if I could just then do really cool shit with it that benefited people. Awesome.
2: They're always so, so much so more concerned good. about the economy than they are about, like, people's well-being.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's always the
0: same themes. Yep. It's the idea of let's make more money and then we'll invest that in the people. When Sure. Wouldn't it make more sense to invest in the people who are actually doing the work on the ground floor? And like, yeah, oh, what if they did their job way better? Mm-hmm. If you have more money, you have more peace of mind. Um, you have like, there's less anxiety, less worrying about, you know, getting a second job or a third job and having to take care of your kids. And you can actually like focus your energy on the, the one thing that you're doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it just seems so commonsensical to me that-
1: Commonsensical?
3: Sounds like a Dr. Seuss.
0: It does. But there's, yeah, there's a perception, you know, people like Jeff Bezos ruining it for everyone else. It's like, what are you doing with all that money, dude? Right. Elon um, Musk, I get it. He's funding- rocket ships to space.
3: Elon makes me way more nervous. He's like a robot. I don't know, a white person from South Africa is never a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) mm, They
0: they don't have a great resume. (laughs) No. 30 years from now. It's like
3: recent. (laughs) It's like real recent. They're like raised by the people who fucked over black people. (laughs) It's like, mm, I don't know, Elon. I'm not buying it.
2: He makes electric cars, but then he uses tons of fossil fuels to get into space. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 30 years from now, they're going to
0: have apartheid on on Mars. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm with you. Like, what can you do with money rather than, like, keep it? Why would I want to keep it? I'm going to
3: die tomorrow, probably. Like, you kind of have to live that way, I feel like. People live like they're going to live forever. It's like, I don't know. You might get hit by a bus tomorrow. So wouldn't you want to open up a school for vulnerable children first. Just, I don't know. What do people do? Yeah. <laughs> just something, anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Make a ton of money, save, like have enough put aside so that you have like 60,000 a year for the rest of your life. And it's then so much money. The rest. I know. Right. Yeah. But that, you know, that's to take into account other things. But it's, yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah.
3: No, it's a good, you can treat your friends to like, a I don't know, like Nick yeah. Swardson. I love the way he spent his, his, uh, movie money when he was young and had like movie money he also had a financial advisor who'd call him and be like listen you spent ten thousand dollars yesterday did you mean to do that and he's like yeah i flew my friends to hawaii because i just wanted to hang out with them in hawaii (laughs) like you can just (laughs) that's like i mean that is like a waste of money but it is a very i like that it's like a fun you're treating your friends doesn't you know you're doing something cool for people you're not just like i'm gonna buy a Versace. What do people, I don't know what people buy or like an expensive car. Like who, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Like there was uh, there was the, the controversy that Biden was wearing a Rolex at the, at the inauguration. And it's like, <laughs> really, that's, that's the thing. That's what you're, that's what you're hanging your hat on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But again, it's, <laughs> I don't either. I don't, I'm not a watch person. So. I feel like
3: he'd be more of a Timex guy. I would be surprised if he was wearing a Rolex.
0: Right. Or like a Casio.
3: Casio. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah.
0: One <laughs> of those black watches that beeps every hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's
3: already out of battery. You can't find it.
0: Yeah. It's forever. 888 on my watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he seems like a, a Casio kind of guy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I but, um, so, with this bit was that even like the intent to kind of to frame or or to like this is the theme of this bit like being broke and here are all the jokes for that because you have a bit about taking the train and Mm -hmm. when you could take the plane Uh and there's a lot of really good jokes in that but
3: the plane is cheaper which is yeah true and yeah a lot of the time except at christmas it's like $100 more probably because the train jacks up to like 400 bucks Mm. because they're evil and so does the plane. But usually the plane is cheaper than the train and I hate the train. I really do hate the train.
0: Yeah. Dude just I it? took
3: it on I took it on the West Coast for the first time, uh like uh, two months before I did Colbert and I was like, they're not gonna like this joke because they have nice trains over there. Mm. Beautiful, like actual nice views, really clean, uh really nice. Ours like on the East Coast, they're like drug trains and it's just like brown water and it's yeah, they're filthy. No one's ever cleaned the trains. The views are disgusting. It's no
0: <laughs> yeah you say it is just a who's who of of people who couldn't afford to not live by the train tracks
3: oh so, yeah i
0: like i that was line. nervous to um, be it.
3: thank you yeah. people thought but, i got a lot of like i read all my comments like a psychopath and a lot of people were like <laughs> mad at me and thought i was being like bougie and stuff which i thought yeah. was really funny but i was like i can see where my true philosophies aren't coming through on this it does sound like a little bit like i'm like why can't i just take the play like a little bit entitled in some of the yeah Just, uh, you know, which I thought was was just so funny. So I was like, oh, they have no idea.
0: (laughs) It's all a matter of perception. Sounds like she.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, she seems like she would be a real treat to date. What a bitch. She only wants to date a rich man. And I'm like, I would never touch a rich man. They disgust me so much. Like, if you make money, I think you're disgusting. For some, I just, I don't know again don't trust it where'd you get it why you know who did you step on to get that i don't i don't
2: like you're always fucking somebody over in some way (laughs)
3: exactly they're all truly like what are you a philanthropist Mm. who makes a lot of money no
0: yeah few and Mm. far between yeah a lot
3: of them give a lot of money away and that's great
0: yeah he single-handedly saw polio in africa (laughs) <laughs> and you know he doesn't take a lot of credit for it you know owning the bill and melinda gates foundation very low key <laughs> very low key <laughs> he doesn't want people to know that that, that it's him
3: yeah He's yeah i the, feel like the, the, all the foundations too like it still feels machiavellian to me i'm like i feel like you're doing this to get people who wouldn't normally be on your side to be on your side like they're still trying to make money by appealing to everybody they're like oh we're still gonna keep like of our money but if we give away this much it's going to make us look good to the people who would normally not like us for not giving money away or i don't know there's something i don't know give it all away see what happens live like a regular middle or lower income person (laughs) why not it's one life what do you always go first class in your private jet you know boo boring
0: it's very it feels like a very sterile like way of living like mm-hmm. not being, not being in with people that are different from you and
3: hierarchies like, are so uncomfortable to me. People serving right. drinks at a function, I'm like, well, I want to hang out with this person. I don't want to hang out with
0: dude. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Anytime I go on the road, like, like I do. Well, I did speaking gigs, and I get paid a really good amount to do these things, yeah. but I would always make sure to like, where, do the, where does service industry hang out? Like that's yeah, the place yeah. that I want to go. I want to yes. have like $3 PBRs mm-hmm. and like just shoot the shit with the first person I see because mm-hmm. chances are they're going to be pretty freaking cool. Yep. I hate it when there's like a server and they like treat you
2: like, like royalty. Ugh, I hate that yeah. feeling. I'm like, no, no, just we're the same. We're on
3: the yeah. same
0: like tier. Don't worry mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. yeah. Why are you calling me ma'am? how may I serve (laughs) you? Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. That whole system is inherently weird. Just in all ways. I mean, yeah, it's like, sure. You have to, somebody has to bring the food and the living has to be made and stuff. But the way that we think of, those people. um, Yeah. Just anybody who's like in that position is crazy to me. I think janitors and sanitation people should be the highest paid people in the entire world. And it blows my mind that they're not like, they're the first thing you'd notice if people went on strike it's. And they're like, Oh, well they're dealing with trash. And it's like exactly why they should be treated. Like they are the most important people in the entire world. They're dealing with your trash. That's incredible. What an act of, like Jesus that like blows my mind and then and oh I'm gonna pay a lawyer two hundred dollars for ten minutes of their time that's horrific
0: yeah mm-hmm. what are you what are you doing dealing mm-hmm. with the the Baxter account
3: again <laughs> Baxter, still,
0: still. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: people would be like well they gotta pay for law school oh yeah but that's because law school was greedy and paid right. pay a lot of money So it's just and
3: like, they make it confusing on purpose they make the whole system like awful and weird and then right. oh, they put it in another language. They make you memorize that language. It's like written in Latin. It's like, what juris, are we, who doesn't want to say yeah, yes. juris. Like, juris, 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 jurus? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Here's a stupid statistic. In 1965, CEOs made 21 times the average worker's pay. By 2019, they made 320 times.
1: hmm
0: Yeah, that's messed. That mm-hmm. like, come on. And then there's
1: on both yeah. fronts,
2: too. It's yeah. both the wage stagnation and also just the,
0: uh, yeah, the the CEOs getting paid way more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, there's that one dude a few years ago who reduced his pay as CEO to $70,000. Was increased it the guy every- from Seattle? Yeah. 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 I, oh, wait, what's his name? I forget. Uh, Dan Price. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody made yeah. 70000 and turns out that actually boosted motivation and productivity and yeah you know it's like they should everyone <clears throat> should
3: feel like it's their company too otherwise what are you doing you know
0: do you have a job beyond comedy
3: yes uh not right now though because it was child care mm. so yeah now I'm on unemployment which has been great yeah. um yeah I was <laughs> taking a five-year-old from school back to her house. And usually we'd play at the playground for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of played with a five-year-old. It was, it was awesome. She was yeah, great. She's great. Her family couldn't have been nicer. It's always like the families that are... I worked for, I've for. worked for like really rich families and families that aren't as rich. And guess who pays more and is nicer? <laughs> it blows nobody's mind. Yeah. Wow. Guess, who's, guess whose kids are good people instead of these... I mean, you know, sometimes they're like three years old so you can't judge them, but it's like... You right. can't. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. You can. What a you can tell. three-year-old. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you shit. I've had some
3: <laughs> shitty, mean kids, and then I've had some really, really nice kids. It's all the parents, I think.
0: You can't laugh at that. All right, uh, Carmen, if you could give a so, uh, comedian advice on if they're <sighs> writing a bit uh-huh. about being broke and or poor. Mm -hmm. Uh, what, what piece, what would you tell them?
3: Uh, be honest. I feel like a lot of people aren't that broke or aren't that poor and they don't want to admit it because it's very embarrassing, but people make it work for them. Like I, I love Megan Gailey's stuff and I think people really like her stuff. And it's only because she's so honest about not being poor. She never grew up poor and there's, you can still be funny and be in a position of power. Um, but yeah, if you're not, yeah, just the honesty. Kind of a, I don't know, explore it from all angles. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, write different ways. I This is advice I don't take for myself. So this is crazy. <laughs> I'm just like mm-hmm. thinking about the, that one bit I wrote and how I did the sit down and write. I did the, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, advice is so hard to give. And then it I hear is. somebody else give it and I'm like, it you make it look easy. That's good yeah. advice. Whenever I give it, I'm like, I don't know. Try throwing bones at the wall, and where they <laughs> fall will tell you where you should take the bit. <laughs> I think.
0: Yeah. We'll make uh, that. We'll- a <laughs> We'll make that the quote graphic for this episode.
3: <laughs> Throw bones at the wall. <laughs> You're like, I'm not listening to that one. Refer it... to Greg Stone's episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the bone at the wall. Is that a poor thing? <laughs> Pinky's up. Steve, anything else you want to add?
2: Uh, nothing I can think of. You always do that random. i like, Whoa, you got me off guard. I don't know. Uh, so we're, yeah, no, we're
0: over 50 episodes in. If you're still like, What <laughs> <laughs> at this point? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a twist, Carmen. Where can we find you on social media?
3: I am on Twitter at Carmen Legala, I'm on Instagram at Carmstagrams. I'm. Uh, am I on TikTok? I don't remember.
1: <laughs>
3: Should I be? Uh, too old all... for TikTok, and I think I'm on LinkedIn. Find me there. <laughs> find me on LinkedIn. Um,
0: <laughs> That's just Facebook for productive people. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Thank and you for having uh, me.
3: I've got yeah,
0: Of course, yeah. It was was productive.
3: (laughs) That's why I did it. I want to be clear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to get your nails done by yourself (laughs) while creating content for yourself, (laughs) join us on You Can't Laugh at That. And uh, remember that... (laughs) No matter how broke you are, no matter if you're sclamp or <laughs> or, or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, or flambe if you're flambe. <laughs> <laughs> flambe. Well, yeah, you, you can. You, you can laugh at that. Special thanks to Golden Ox Studio. You can find Golden Ox Studio for all your podcasting needs at goldenoxstudio.com. Uh, hit up jeremy he is fantastic to work with professional uh, he makes podcasting easy and uh, if you're if you've been kicking the tires on starting your own podcast definitely give gold Knox studio a look if you'd like to weigh in on today's topic follow us on twitter at you can't laugh pod or like us on facebook at you can't laugh at that and tell us how you did laugh at today's topic or how you didn't. This is all about the conversation, is what I'm saying. All right. Bye.